The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN for 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform for that is U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to KUTT.com and use cut.com for a promo code SGPN to get a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Guys just dropped their bonus behind the scenes episode of Sean winning $200,000. Plus, this week's Pick'em prize is a free $250 Super Bowl Square. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon to join today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't even. I can't get through it. I can't get through it. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice. So, guys, me, really real. Villain Row. It's Row from Junior Retro Service. <laughs> 15 and a half point favorites at home. <laughs> Hey, 15 and a half point favorites at home. <laughs> Austin Reese, Austin Reese. Goodness. Hey, hey, wait, no, because D Lo was out there looking like magic. He was looking, he said, <laughs> What do Reeves have? 32 in that game, I think. <laughs> Hey, D-Lo say, <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, 15 and a half point favorites. <laughs> I think they trailed like the entire game. I don't even remember them leading. I think it was wire to wire. I think it was a wire to wire loss. Oh, my gosh. I actually want to check that, but the Lakers won every quarter. So are they one besides sure. the they're leading at the end of every quarter? I'm pretty sure it's somebody out there that had some type of large favorite parlay and they laid minus thirteen hundred with the Celtics on the money line. <laughs> and they're sitting there thinking to themselves, man, that guy sure did tell me about the Celtics. By the way, Boston led eight to four. It all went downhill from there, but they led eight to four. So, so that means that they lost wire. Yeah, they wow, they really lost that wire to wire. Yeah. And you know what's so funny is I was in the barbershop yesterday and I was talking to this guy, and he was like, Yeah, man, some people get mad at me when I say this, but I don't like Jason Tatum. And I knew right there it felt like a match made in heaven, and that he was gonna probably be my barber for a long time after this because <laughs> dog. That's insane. <laughs> that is insane. I'm sorry. They weren't even close. Like that, That's the sad part. It felt like the Lakers were up double digits for most of the second half, and every time the Celtics cut it to eight, that was kind of the closest they got. The Lakers just went on another run, and it was kind of hovering between eight and, I don't know, 14 the entire second half. 
Uh, you mentioned D'Lo, who I think had 13 or 14 assists. Couldn't shoot. He went oh five of 20. Gosh. Couldn't Didn't shoot matter. anything. But then he goes, and he's just <laughs> magic. <laughs> Jackson Hayes with a double-double there, if you want to keep fading uh, the Celtics Start centers. centers. Yeah. Start your centers against the I mean, Celtics. Man. Even Jackson Hayes is getting to the money, man. This is crazy. It was embarrassing stuff, but it was funny. Hey, I had no action was on the it? game. So. And you know what? And I seen it. I seen the people on Twitter talking about, oh, here comes the Derek White snub game. Derek White got snubbed out the All-Star. I mean, come on. At the end of the day, he's averaging, what, 14, 15? Like, we have an actual snub game coming up later, but that involves yeah. Western Conference players. But I'm a big yeah. Derek White guy. If he would have gotten in, I wouldn't have been totally against it. I've seen worse entries like Kyle Korver, et cetera, from those Hawks teams. But... Yeah, I mean, there. it's really difficult to find enough space. I'll tell you that if it came down to a couple other players and Derek White, based on stats, White's got no chance because his stats aren't good enough, and he's basically the fourth option on a team. I like him a lot as a player because I think he promotes winning. Unfortunately, not yesterday. That's a separate story. But I do think that when you're looking at who got snubbed, a lot of people are mentioning Trey Young. When's the last I'm time so, you had I'm four. so happy that Trey didn't get on. So, so if you look at, so I think Trey Young is the opposite of Derek White. I think if you look at Derek White's tape, you can see, okay, this guy looks like an all-star, even though the numbers don't support it. Whereas you look at Trey Young's stats and his stats a hundred percent look like an all-star. But when you watch him play, you're like, uh, I'm actually really good on this guy. When you say that stats look like an all-star, it's mostly the counting stats, the points per game, the assists per game, stuff like that. But when you're on the biggest underachieving team in the league, and you're averaging 4.3 turnovers per game, and you're shooting about 42% from the floor? 42% from the floor? I I can understand why he didn't get into the All-Star game. I can understand it. Now, we never Mm -hmm. know who's going to get injured. You might get some last-second replacements. So, of course, a couple of snubs will end up on the roster at some point. And I know Trey's been injured, so we'll see what happens with him. But I do think when you're looking at who got snubbed, I'm actually pretty happy Trey didn't get on the actual roster. He yeah. might end up there. We might see some last second. So Trey Young would have snubbed somebody. Like I think the East, they did it perfect. I think the East is exactly how it should be. And Trey Young being in would have snubbed somebody else. Because I, I saw I mean, people arguing for Trey over Maxi, then Maxi drops a fifty piece, and I feel like everybody realized like no, nah, that probably made sense. If Maxi didn't make it, I would have bet everything on Maxi the next game. I would have bet. We should have bet everything on his game anyway. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. When he got in, but I, know. I don't know. It's, it's kind of my only stance there. The Western Conference was a bit weird because I thought Sabonis should have been on there. The argument is who would you leave out? Because Cat's on a team that's a borderline one seed. Sabonis, I believe, mm-hmm. is second in the league in triple doubles. So I can understand. I'm, I'm pretty sure Sabonis, Sabonis leads the league in rebounding, too. Yeah, I think he does. I, I personally would have put Sabonis on. I saw people asking for De'Aaron Fox. Truth is, I thought Fox played himself off the All-Star team for the last month. He was kind of terrible for the last month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's tricky because I know how good Fox is, and I understand. It's tricky. I I consider Fox a snub. I do consider Fox a snub, but I I understand why he didn't make it, and it's because recent performance. Like, you take out – because in the beginning of the year, I thought he looked like an MVP candidate, and then he fell off, and then he fell off. So it's like – Recent form. It's really recent form that kind of did him in. So, all right. If you didn't know, 
the West All-Star Reserves, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, Anthony Edwards, Stephen Curry, Paul George, Car Anthony Towns, and the East All-Star Reserves, Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, Tyrese Maxey. And I was very, very proud they did it. I didn't think they were going to be bold enough to do it. This is where I thought Trey was going to come in, but they still did it. Paolo Bancaro. Great season, young man. Great season. So in general, though, with all the snubs you've heard going around, I didn't have that many issues. I think some bonus potentially should have been on, but then you have to leave somebody off, and you could argue that the oh. West kind of did right. So it's tricky anytime you snub some people because that involves somebody having to go. I think for the most part, it was fine. I would have yeah. had some bonus on, but once again, for the most part, I got no complaints. Uh, the three people that I'm forcing as a snub, and this is a force, uh, but it's Sabonis, Fox, and Harden. Those are only three people that I could force as a snub. And that Harden's I would tricky. Because Harden it is like it is. It is. And yeah. Harden, I feel like it's like Derek White. I feel like Harden's like Derek White. I think well, we I kind of just meant based on reputation. Because Harden, of course, we know is a very good player and the Clippers have been good, but I wonder if coaches held it against him the way he kind of it forced is. himself out of Philly and they just decided mm-hmm. not to reward him for it. So I think there was well, some behind possibly. the scenes stuff with Harden. But possibly. We'll see. Even if it was behind the scenes, that could make even more for a bigger snub. Honestly, could, yeah, could be. I'm just saying, I, I think it has to be connected because Harden, I don't want to say turned around the Clipper season. I was wrong about that because I mm-hmm. laughed at the trade as soon as it happened. I think we all did. But he's been the main catalyst to that team. I know that other guys have better stats. He's been the true point guard. They're not that good without James Harden, man. Correct. Really so not. if you want to go based on the winning recipe and you want to talk about that type of argument, then Harden's clearly an all-star. But I do yeah. think since he's forced himself off so many teams and a lot of people think of him as being a team killer and potentially <laughs> a choker in the playoffs, do I think that even though the fans count for 50%, they count for the starters mm-hmm. and even factor in for the reserves. Do I think that the behind-the-scenes coaches and people may have not picked Harden because of all the stuff he's done to get his way with other franchises? Probably. I think that factored in. I think you'd probably agree with me if I had to guess. But, yes, I do. Okay. For those of you who do not know who's been talking this time, because I never introduced them, that's Scott Studio Right Show. Scott, what's going on? Yeah, doing well. Scott I had the Knicks again last man. night. Surprise. Yeah, I uh, can't complain. Had the Knicks last night, so that worked out well. Fun game. Uh, they trailed for basically the entire way through. Achua's such a terrible offensive player, but the man can rebound, and that's all he needed to do last night. I don't need him. I don't need you to score, man. I really. Oh, don't. he shot the ball way too many times, though. He had like 15 shot attempts. It, it was yeah, I don't need you. Play. I don't need you to try to do that at all. Either way, though, props to the Knicks. They keep finding ways. I think they've won nine straight, so that worked out well. But yeah, we'll see what happens. They're gonna, they're going to try to keep rolling. I still have some question marks about this team offensively in the playoffs, but. We'll cross that bridge when we cross that bridge. The Six team respects my money, so I respect them. It's very it's a simple transaction. So yeah, I've been I've been watching every Knicks game for the last couple of weeks because they keep winning me money. So I'm gonna keep watching them play. All right. What is the I I need to look that up because I heard them talking about that, but I never actually knew what the criteria was to coach the all-star game. <laughs> like how did because I heard that it was some talks, they was like, oh, Tibbs could potentially be coaching. I thought it's just best record. Isn't it just best record against best record? Is it? I know that's what they did in like baseball. Uh, But then wouldn't it be Missoula? But then wouldn't it be Missoula? I thought it it was going to be. Is it Doc Rivers? 
No, because I heard them talking about I heard them too. They were talking about it could potentially be Doc Rivers coaching the game, and that's crazy. And I was like, dang, and I forgot to look up what was the uh criteria for you to be able to coach the all-star game. Is it potentially because the Bucks can pass the Celtics for best record? Hold on. So Doc could pass? be potentially coaching because of this bizarre rule. Unlike the roster, coaches are not voted. To give honor, but but honor. Wait, so it's the best team in the East. So right Corey now, James, though you can't do a back to back year. So I guess Missoula. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So he can't do it back to back year. Wow, that's unfair. I actually didn't even <laughs> that's realize. Stupid. That. That's stupid. That. Why can't you coach the All Star game back to back years? I want to spread the love. I guess I, I don't know. But your team is the best team. So why can't you? I mean, if you reward the best players for having the best team back-to-back years. Why can't you? The thing is you can't, you can't let Thibodeau coach the all-star game because he's going to play all the starters 40 minutes. So you can't do that. You have to get creative uh, with it. Yeah. So yeah, they're screwed if Thibodeau's coaching. Yeah. So what? We're a half game back. Okay. All right. All right. So we could, we could see Tibbs in there. I'm just imagining Tibbs being all-star coach and he plays the starters the entire first half because he just forgets it's an all-star game. <laughs> like I, I can see that for Joe. No, I seen but... and I seen Chuck and Kenny spazzing about it, but I forgot to look up because I was like, dang, why are they spazzing about this? Isn't it clearly it's Missoula? Nah, Missoula can't do it back to back. They was like, he should invite Adrian Griffin to coach the game with them. And it's like <laughs> don't invite me back for the all-star game. I'm good. I'm getting paid for being at home. I'm perfectly fine. Don't invite me back for all-star game. Screw y'all. All (laughs) All right, let's get to the 10 game slate we got today. But before we do that, got to talk to you about uh, the SGP Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Y'all should really be a part of the Patreon because one, don't you get bonus episodes of Sports Gambling Podcast, which of course you're going to enjoy this Week it is the breakdown of Sean winning two hundred thousand dollars in the DraftKings uh, Millie Maker contest, and it's not really more about how Sean won two hundred thousand dollars, which is a great hit. But you also got to hear how Sean lost a million, well, eight hundred thousand dollars, because <laughs> well, I'm not gonna ruin it. I'm not gonna ruin it. It's a good episode. I'm not gonna ruin it. Just know Sean lost a million dollars, and he was. Uh, conceded with $200,000 and you should really check out the episode and learn that head over sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. We also have the $250 Super Bowl squares competition, a free $200 Super Bowl squares this week's prize. So everybody in the Patreon gets entered into a contest and the winner will get a free $250 Super Bowl square plus access to the pick sheet and everything exclusive in our discord channel. Head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by underdog fantasy. Play with your fa- favorite fantasy players in NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football. Higher or lower on their favorite stats. And guess what? You get spicy plays where you can win 100x your your cash. 100x with the spicy plays. Make sure you tap in and do that on Underdog Fantasy. We're going to drop an Underdog lineup at the end of the show. So sign up with promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code NBA SGPN. I'm sorry. NBA SGPN. That is your promo code. NBA SGPN. Let's do this, Scott. And we're starting off with my one of my favorites. The Miami Heat traveling on the road, going to play the Washington Wizards. Heat open up minus six and a half. They are currently minus eight and a half. 227 and a half is total here. Injury report for these two teams and for the 
Miami Heat, it looks like we have Duncan Robinson still in concussion protocol. And for the Washington Wizards, we have Jordan Poole questionable, Marvin Bagley questionable, and Landry Shamit questionable. Landry Shamit and Jordan Poole both have an illness. Marvin Bagley has a back issue. Isaiah Livers is still out. And uh, who was it that started for Poole the other day? Was it Kubli? It was Kubli. Kubli started for Poole on Wednesday. Do, I mean, do you want do you want to do you want to lay I mean, eight and a half with Miami on the road? I'm assuming not. No, no, no. It's so like it's going eight and a half on the road, and the Washington team's been playing teams close. Like they they've been playing better basketball. They've been playing better. If we talk about all the bad teams in the league, Washington's been playing better than what they were. And they didn't cover against the Clippers, but I'm not really too mad about that. Got to take an L somewhere around here, but they've been they've been keeping some of these games close. They won against the bad teams. Miami, I think, kind of profiles a little bit worse as one of the bad teams with the lack of effort in terms of scoring the basketball. They finally got the monkey off their back and got that win, and they covered as a home favorite. It's time to fade them again. We fade we fade Miami as favorites. I'm taking Washington plus eight and a half. There's really nothing to think about here. Yeah, it's been working out well for us for the last couple of years. I'm not going to call it officially a system play, but it kind of is at this point. But I do think when you're looking at the Wizards, yeah, they lost to the Clippers. I believe they missed the cover by, I forgot what it was, like maybe four points or so. They yeah, made it was a little awesome. bit interesting at the end. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that far off, but the Clippers are also one of the best teams in the league. The Heat are not. I'm not saying the Wizards are good, but they've been respectable for a bottom feeder, if that's what you want to call it. So I'll lean to them plus the points. Miami, we've seen year in, year out. They don't care about margin. They just try to win the games. I see a close game. Oh. I think I think Miami's going to win, but I am going to lean to the points as well. Eight and a half is just a lot for a team that still lost seven of their last eight. Like I'm not going to think that Miami's fixed because they won one home game. They're, I'm going to need to see more from them. I'll lean to the Wizards plus the eight and a half. Eddie, happy birthday, Eddie. Yeah, we got a Eddie's in the chat faithfully. Definitely make sure we give you a nice birthday shout out. Drop a drop a birthday parlay for the chat or something. Make a parlay, drop it, let the odds know, let them know where the odds are. But yeah, shout out to Eddie. Happy birthday. All right, let's see here. Total is at 227 and a half. Miami scored 115 last game. That is the highest in the past five games. It's the highest in the past five games. I think I'm just leaning under, right? I mean, the Heat don't play with any pace. I know the Wizards do, but (laughs) defensively, the Wizards haven't been as bad. Yes, I know the Clippers dropped 125. They give up 113 to the Spurs, 108 to the Pistons, 118 to the Timberwolves. Like This team defensively, has not been good, but it was a lot worse when the season started. Let's put it that way. Offensively, mm-hmm. I'm still not sold on this team, so I'm going to lean under. If I'm picking the Wizards to keep it close, it's not because I'm expecting the Heat to light it up offensively and the Wizards are going to match them. I just expect an ugly game, so I'm just going to lean to the under. All right. Let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. I'm going to – I'm with you on the under. I really want to take Miami team total under and just fade them scoring that many points again. Let me find Let me find the line on that. What's the line on Miami's team total? It, it, I'm just not – I'm going to call it a, you know, lightning in a box. I don't think that this is 
them making the transition into where they're about to start. Yeah, so 118 and a half. That is so much compared to what they've been doing. Wait, you're going to call it a what? What? Lightning in a what? Bottle? Box? What is it? It's a bottle. Okay. That is in box the first time. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Bottle. Okay. It's a bottle. Yeah, right. Close enough. All right. Speaking of lightning, I heard the Percy Jackson show was really good. I got to go watch it. I didn't watch I like the movies, it. but I heard those were good. Yeah, I read the books when I was when I was little. All right, one eighteen and a half. That's too much. It's too much. That's basically one twenty. That's the last time Miami did that in a game that they were competitive in. I no, actually I want to see the last time they scored one ninety. <laughs> no, seriously, um, like I know they scored one. It was like one twenty something or one. Yeah, one twenty something. It was against, against the Thunder. They lost. But they lost by 30 they, that game. It was against the Thunder. They scored 110 against the Celtics in that game. They scored 120 against the Thunder, which was, I got to pull this back, but it's got to be at least a month ago. Um, that game against the Thunder was January 10th. So right. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 straight games under that team total. Yeah, okay. Miami, team total under 118 and a half, minus 120. All right. Player props. I saw uh, Colt talking about he likes what's that hero over three and a half threes at plus one twenty. Bagley, uh, of course, has been the guy that I've been going to, but you have to wait till game time because he never starts. But Bagley yeah. has been solid, so and make sure he plays. It's questionable today, yeah. mm-hmm. so if he does play, I, of course, yeah. I like Bagley as well. I heard uh, Daniel Gafford actually is in a little bit of trade talks, which is interesting. Didn't know that. So maybe Daniel Gafford picks up. I mean, he had a little rough game the last time out, I feel like. But he's been he's been rolling in pretty steady recently. So maybe he picks up again. Uh, for those who are the BAM faithful, I mean, if you're the BAM faithful, I, I guess he has a good matchup today. He does. Well, he does have a good matchup today, but it's BAM. So I can't really give you that. But And then, you know, I'm, I'm sticking with my guy, Hamiakes. All the, minutes, be all the, the minutes have been a bit iffy for him recently because Butler came back and the team's a bit healthy, but we know how good Hawkins is. Yeah. So. All right. Let's see here. Before we get to the next game, it's like I got to talk to you about Cut. Peer-to-peer social betting platform, U.S.-based and available in 40 states where you can bet directly against your friends or other users in sports, politics, pop culture, other events with a verifiable outcome. I'm still trying to get the Usher first song prop listed. I haven't seen it. I've been playing around with it. I'm trying to get it listed so that we can do that because apparently everybody in Canada can bet Usher's first song but us. So we need to get some options in the U.S. Maybe I'll make it. Maybe I can, I'll I can find it offshore, but I think you could just make it on cut if you wanted to. Yeah, I, maybe I'll make it, and I'll be the I'll be the book with cut. They offer lower VIG, fully customizable odds. So hey, make sure that you, you you never have to chase anybody down for the money. You can do all of that. Have fun with Cut. Cut also allows you to list almost any kind of bet, perfect for getting the action and some action on those fun Super Bowl props. Head to KUTT.com. That's cut.com. Use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. Everybody keeps saying that he's gonna start with yeah. He's not gonna start with yeah. Like, I'm telling you, I think that yeah is he closed with yeah at Dreamville. Like, so I think yeah is so good that he's going to end with it. But at Dreamville in April, when he went there and headlined Dreamville, he closed with yeah. So I feel like everybody's looking at yeah, like, oh, that's going to be the song. That's going to be the song. And he might end with it, which is still going to be big. 
but it's not going to be what gets you the cash. So, you know, I'm, I'm still debating it. We're, we're going to figure it out. I'm kind of leaning superstar because he said he wants to bring back real R&B. So I'm kind of leaning superstar because just play superstar. If you haven't heard it, go play superstar by Usher. That's real R&B. So I'm kind of leaning there, but I'm not certain. Scott, you know, we hit bitch better have my money with Rihanna last year in the NFL gambling podcast show. So I'm trying to have a repeat in this category. I am. It's It's hard though, but I really like Usher, but that's cut. Make sure you tap in cut.com. Now we're talking about Hall of Fame, best sports betting in the list platform for Barley's player props and game lines. Research everything from the NFL, NBA, and soccer with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in a revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. And guess what? It's going to break it down by hit rate. It's going to give you an expected probability for the whole parlay. And you can know, you can know, you can feel good about your parlay and say that, hey, I think my parlay has a good chance of hitting tonight because I researched with Hall of Fame bets. Download the Hall of Fame bets app. Or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right. Let's see. Oh, I thought DJ Fallen in love. Okay, it's the opener. Hmm. Hmm. Um, hmm. I don't know if that's an opener hmm. song. That's something kind of throw either. Them. I don't know. Mm, yeah, I don't I don't know about that one. I don't think I agree with that one. I was thinking something from Confessions album. And I was thinking like I was thinking something like that. That's where I was going with it, but we'll see. I got to look at the odds again. It also is I got to get a pretty good price. Oh, you guys are not going to get me on it cuz now JR is talking about Gatorade script. No, you guys are not going to get me on a tangent and we're going to lose this whole show because <laughs> I could talk about these props all day. The only thing the I remember from last year, the only thing I remember from last year is I know you ended up having the right song, but I remember yeah. everybody lost money on cleavage because Rihanna was pregnant and she didn't tell anybody and that was how a lot of people <laughs> lost their money. Lost their money. That's the that's one of the only things I remember what? from last year's halftime show. Why are you betting that? Why there, that was a market available. That? People were betting on like will she show cleavage or anything and then she shows up in basically a all red it was all red ground. Yeah. She's pregnant. She didn't ground. tell anybody. So yeah, that that's what happened. That's all I remember from last year's halftime show. Oh but gosh. There you go. That's I, what I remember. I, I missed I missed the whole beginning of the show because I was jumping up and down because we hit bitch better have my money at like eleven and one. So <laughs> like that I, I missed the whole beginning. All right. Los Angeles Clippers on the road. Going to play the Detroit Pistons. Clippers ooh, Clippers opened up minus nine and a half. They are currently minus 12. 238 and a half is the total. Injury report, and we have for the Clippers, Paul George is not on the injury report. No Zubak, as you know. And we have probable tag for Kate Cunningham. Isaiah Stewart is going to be out for, like, I think two weeks with that ankle injury. No Mike Muscala. He's in the concussion protocol. All right. Detroit, but they covered it last time against the and Detroit and Detroit has covered four of the last five. They've won one against Charlotte. They kept it close again. Well, that was the game against Milwaukee that they kept it close. They kept it close against uh, the Thunder. Not only keeping it it close, they they won it outright. (laughs) Not only they destroyed the Thunder in that game. So 12 and a half destroyed the Thunder and they almost came back and beat Cleveland. Like, is this the 
is this the turning point in the season? Like, is this a different team now? Because the last five games are kind of indicative. Like, I know we we sat there and we said we're not giving the Bucks, you know, games in too much thought because it was kind of the end of Adrian Griffin and all that. But like now that you look at the next games after that, a win against Charlotte. Yeah, you had that letdown spot against Washington, but then you go and you beat OKC, you keep Cleveland close. Have the Pistons turned the corner? I do want to ask if it's correlated to something because the last game against Cleveland, one player was a healthy scratch. Can you guess which player it was? <laughs> huh, I can't I have a guess. I have a guess, a guess. And I think it's a certain player that a nice young lady said that she flew across the world to go see. Allegedly. That's the, we still want to see the passport on that. We want to see yes. we want to see the ticket. We want to see your round trip flight, lady. I like to believe that Monty Williams heard that one fan traveled from Germany to see Killian Hayes and said, "Oh, we can't keep doing this," and they just never. Oh yeah, we, we can't. We got to get him out of <laughs> here because we don't. This. We got people wasting their money out here, so we gotta we gotta yeah. cut it out. But he, he play last gonna be game, a healthy scratch. So. Oh, I wish we could know if he was a healthy scratch again. Let's just take. I'm a assuming he will be. They were competitive against chance. Cleveland, so Let's take a chance. he's gonna be yeah. a healthy scratch. Because why would so you I'm, why would you scratch him that game and then you almost win? So what? You're gonna bring him back? I I just think he's done at this point. I don't think he's an NBA yeah. player. I think a lot of people have felt that way about him for the last two three years. And so yeah, I'm gonna see something. Uh, let's we'll see if the Pistons keep covering with Killian not playing because he was a net negative in basically all of his minutes. Now the Clippers are the better team. Obviously, they should win this game by a lot. Paul George is back. They have a fully healthy roster. But the Pistons, as you said before, have been competitive recently. They have not been winning games, but at least they've been losing by a respectable margin. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I am an only Clippers in the end, just because I do think this team is easily good enough on paper to win this game by 30. I'm going to lean to the Clippers, but I do think that not using... Killian Hayes actually does make the Pistons a better basketball team. They're still bad, but the fact that Hayes is not there wasting away for about 16 minutes does help. But I'll link to the Clippers. I think it'll be close, but I think the, the Clippers just have a bit too much firepower offensively. So I'm going to lean to the Clippers in this one. But if you want to lean Pistons, I get it. They've been covering recently. All so. right. All right. Let me see here. So... I wanted to put a, a system in and just see where it's at. It looks like team. So it looks like Western Conference r- road favorites against Eastern Conference teams are eh, not really too much there. 28, 25, and 2. Uh, they're winning the game straight up. For, and, of course, they're the favorites. So that would look like 27, 27. So not really there or this team coming across coast laying this many points, not too much there. I have to dig a little bit deeper. I'm going to just I, – I really, really want to just take the Pistons to be petty because I, I feel like Killian Hayes is done as well. But I don't know, man. This Lakers – this not Lakers, I'm sorry. This Clippers team is is really, really good right now. They're playing good basketball, and they're kind of handling teams, to be honest. Like, it, it, I feel confident about them being able to lay this number out, lay this number out on the road. They went beat Toronto by twenty. They dominated the Boston Celtics. You know, didn't really handle Lakers all too much. And then we kind of 
and me and Moonoff kind of forecasted that random L against the Cavaliers there, but then they handled business and they got the cover against Washington. So I'm not going to doubt them here, even though I would love to take the fake Killian Hayes angle. I it's can't. a funny I'll, angle. There's really no reason yeah. to take uh, the, the Pistons in this spot. Yeah. Uh, Killian Hayes, though, since he's out of the rotation, get ready to learn Chinese, buddy. No, I'm curious where he's going to go next year, but we'll see what happens. Uh, he, he's probably going to be in Europe or something because he's not good enough to be in. in uh, we'll see what hey, man. I'm assuming you'll agree he's probably going to be an international player at some point oh, in the next year or two because it, it's over. Like it, He should it, go it's back. Done. He's, he's probably going to end up in France, if we're being honest. He's going to end up in France. Go back to France. Yeah. The meme applies better to China, but he's going to end up in France. So we'll see what happens. Hey, Dwight Howard been calling for people to join him in Thailand, man. Come on down, Killian Hayes. Come on down. 238 and a half. I think no, I, I, I don't feel I, any kind of way. Just give me a Clippers team total over. I don't feel like, yeah, because James Harden is going to go off today. So let's give me a Clippers team total over. I think I'm going to lean under uh, in the game in general because the Clippers really don't play with pace. The Wizards do, but not as much recent. I mean, the Pistons do, but you can argue that once again, the Clippers, since they play such a slow style in the half court, that might kill the entire pace of the game. So mm-hmm. I'm going to lean under here. You mentioned the Pistons offense not doing much. I agree. So I do think that's correlated. I'll lean to the under as well. You mentioned Harden. I took his over four and a half rebounds overnight at like minus 115. That's up mm-hmm. to like minus 140. He's had seven plus rebounds in four straight. Zubox out, so there's more rebounds up for grabs. Harden might put up a triple-double here. This is definitely a petty James Harden all-star snub game where yep. either his teammates care or he cares or both, and yep. he's going to put up a big stat line. So I, I actually think James Harden will have a triple-double in this game, uh, so I do like the odds there. But I'm expecting a pretty solid stat line for Harden to prove the voters wrong and to make a statement, so to speak. And it's a good spot against a bad team. So give me the Harden big game. And last game, five for 10 from three. Look at two for five, oh for six, two for seven, four for eight. Like he really hasn't, he really doesn't have the volume of shots to be doing what James Harden does, but you know what his go-to shot is. He goes, he rocks you to sleep a little bit. He gets the switch, rocks rocks you to sleep a little bit, and then hits that step back three. That's how you you get a revenge game. That's how you get an all-star snub game. You get the player shooting their best shot and connecting all game. And so I'm laddering James Harden threes today, and that's how I play his snub game today. How would you feel if I told you that James Harden triple doubles at 20 to 1? I would love it and would try to go bet it right now. Okay. Because I think that other people are going to be on the wave and they're going to bring the price down. Two and a half threes is minus 130. Four plus threes is two to one. And five plus threes is five to one. He hit five last game. Yeah. And now he realized that he's not going to the all-star game. Yeah, James Harden threes ladder. That's my play. All right. Let's talk about the Phoenix Suns on the road going to play the Atlanta Hawks. The Phoenix Suns are laying three and a half in Atlanta. 249 and a half is the total here. Injury report. And we have for the Phoenix Suns. Grayson Allen is not on the injury report. He's returning back to the lineup today. Bowl Bowl is probable. We have DeAndre Hunter is questionable. Bruno Fernando not on the injury report. So here we have 
Trey Young off a quote unquote all star snub. And hasn't he been underwhelming in like revenge game or big spots recently? I don't remember him having like big revenge games over the last couple of months. Do you? I don't remember much. I can't think of a of a narrative where I said I'm gonna play Trey Young. Oh wait, no, I did. No, there was wait, the Kobe. No. There was the Kobe. The Kobe day. angle, and, he un- and, he and, and it was underwhelmed. Okay, and Luca yeah, at seventy three. So yeah, I, you're right. I, I don't think Trey's done much in these spots recently. But I'm gonna give him one more chance. We'll talk about that then. But I'm gonna give him one okay. more chance. But either way, are you really like? Are you gonna take the Hawks? Like, what what would be no. a number high enough for you to take the Hawks? Like, I'm, I'm just not gonna take the Hawks. Uh, I mean, going so well. Yeah, it's been going so well. Phoenix has played really well recently. They had a nice game against the Nets where they scored 130 plus points. I think if the number was like six, I might consider taking Atlanta, but three and a half, that feels too short. Atlanta's been bad ATS at home, everywhere. They're going to blow up the team. They still haven't done it. Uh, And they're coming off a win and ATS win. They beat the Lakers in a spot where the Lakers had a really bad scheduling situation, but they ended up using LeBron anyway. And I think AD, did AD play in that game too, or AD sat that game? I don't remember. I think AD sat that game, if I'm not mistaken. But either way, Atlanta scored 138 points. They can't guard anybody. So if the question is, do I think that their offense can outlast Phoenix's offense? I don't. Because I don't think that Trey and DeJounte work together. So I'll take the Suns minus three and a half. The question is, who's going to drop the 40-piece? Because Durant's been passive, but he had 30-plus points against the Nets. Booker's been crazy, so my guess would be Booker. I think one of them drops 40 in this game. Like It would not shock me if the Suns end up with 130-plus points. So I'm going to lean to the over in the game. I see a bunch of points. Give me a track meet, but I am going to lean to Phoenix. At least this team resembles some kind of defense. The Hawks don't even do that, so I'm going to lean to the Suns minus 3.5. I'm Man, assuming you agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no. It's no shot. I take Atlanta here. <laughs> no shot. I'm. I mean, I'm just good fading Atlanta in any situation, but especially off of ATS win, 100. percent Why can't it be Beal? Like, is that is that? I mean, I know, of course, you're gonna choose the other two before Beal, but like, why can't it be Beal? Why can't this be a good Beal? Beal knows this Atlanta team. He's played here plenty of times. He's got a feel for playing in Atlanta. and It might just be a hierarchy thing. Beal had the great game against the Lakers where he hit like eight threes or something, and I don't think I've heard really anything from him since. But it seems like Beal recognizes his role with the team, for better or worse. He's behind Mm -hmm. Booker, and he's behind Durant. So, yes, Beal can have a game where he goes out for 30 if he shoots the ball well. The question is volume and efficiency because Beal recently has not shot the ball that well. But if you're assuming Booker and Durant are going to take most of the shots, even Nurkic at 28 points, and Atlanta's paint defense isn't great, the the issue is going to be shot volume for, mm-hmm. for Beal because you can argue that there's not enough shots to go around. But Yeah. Hopefully, because Atlanta's just so bad defensively, they let him get some very, very easy looks, and he's able to get going. I'm going to take a chance on Bradley Beal today because they're really, really bad defensively. So I'm going to take the third option on the Suns and just hope that they give up points to everybody. I mean, his props are very low, so it makes sense if you think that Atlanta's going to give up 130-plus points if you want to take Beal. His point props at 18.5. Yeah, like if they're giving up 130, like, come on, he might stumble into 25 pretty easy. 25 I'm, I'm is plus 310. I'm like, take there are worse bets at plus 310. 
Yeah. But, this may be the random. This may be the random bill game. If not, you know what? I took a shot. Sometimes. By the way, gotta, James, James is asking if Phoenix can get to one thirty. I expect them to get to at least like one twenty eight in this game. Like, yeah, I, I think they potentially go for yeah one thirty. I like I like that Booker forty two Jr. at plus five twenty five. Yep, I like that as well. All right. Uh, anything else? No, we're good. No, not really. Suns team good. total over all. Yeah, Suns. I'm assuming you agree with the over, over in general. It's two forty nine yeah. and a half. I'm not taking. No, nah, I'm not taking it under with Atlanta. Like Atlanta's really bad, man. All right, next game on the slate, we have the Sacramento Kings on the road going to play the Indiana Pacers. Kings open up minus one and a half. Currently sitting at minus three and a half. Two forty eight and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have Sasha Vincikoff, questionable. We have Tyrese Halliburton, Ben Matherin, CBD. We'll see if they play. Uh, Halliburton probably going to be on a minutes restriction if he does play. But he's uh, trying to get the All-NBA award. And so Halliburton, we haven't talked about as much. Halliburton only has four more games the rest of the season, Scott, yeah. to be eligible a lot for All-NBA. To be eligible for all NBA, he only has four more. So it seems like I wonder what I'm curious uh, before we even talk about the game. What's his prop at if they even have it up? I would doubt they would have it up, but uh, yeah, he didn't he didn't play. So that game against the Celtics, he didn't play the fourth quarter. And that's how strict they were on the minutes restriction. They were down yesterday. He didn't play the fourth quarter against the Knicks either yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. And the Knicks came back and won that game because they were up. Yeah. So it's like the the Pacers. I, I mean, I get it. It's the regular season. I get it. So, just I actually don't get it because I understand that if you want to limit his minutes, that's fine. He played twenty two minutes against the Celtics. I get it's a back to back, and you want to use him in a revenge game against the Kings. Why would you I not spend they, his minutes out to the fourth quarter at least? I was going to say though, I don't want to say that they punted that game against the Knicks, but. You were winning about 90% of that game, and you just sat your point guard after 22 minutes because of a back-to-back. It felt like they kind of waved the flag to some degree on the game against a conference opponent while they were winning. You know what it is? I'm pretty sure he needs that All-NBA for the Supermax. No, he does. That, that's really where it's going to come down to. People keep mentioning the MVPs and all the award stuff. No, it's the All-NBA. It's the All-NBA because that applies to their next contract. That's why yeah. a lot of people care about reaching the threshold. It's the All-NBA teams they care about. But Halliburton not playing the fourth. I had the Knicks, so I appreciate it. But I thought that was ridiculous. At least play him 27 minutes. 22 again? You could have planned that out better. I mean, you, I think you could. I think they could have played him the minutes and then just did something cheap where he comes in and plays, you know, a quarter or a half in the back to back, and then that's it. Like we don't want to tax him. I, I don't know, man. I just, I get, I get the reasoning. You want to get the All NBA award, but it's kind of like I thought it was soft. You showed up at MSG with a shot to beat the hot. You want to win games. Like, yeah. you're, you're pl- you play to win games. You play to win games. You had a chance to win, and you took your best player out of the game, and you lost. You can't you can't th- help but think, man, if Halliburton played, we might have won that game. Like, I think they would have won that game if Halliburton played. They didn't score a point for about five straight minutes. So how do I take? So how do we even take the Pacers here? I wasn't going to. I was going to take the Kings. All right, great. You've you've two okay. snub games on the same team. 
Yeah. Box and Sabonis? No shot. No shot. I'll go this with the might be a lot. This might be a lot. That Knicks game was also very, very physical. The refs were terrible. I'm assuming you watched that game. It was a physical game. Caught, he caught bits and pieces. I, I struggled got poked in the face. The, ref, the referee Brunson got poked in the eye. And then he fell down. They didn't call anything. But yeah, the point no, is they, the refs. They got a, and they got a dump on the other end. Yeah, like, the refs let a lot slide. But it was a physical game. Now they have to play against the Kings in what should be a track meet. It's really not a great scheduling spot with travel associated with it. Uh, I mean, the Kings did lose to the Heat last game, but the Heat had to show up eventually. I'm going to lead to Sacramento, though. Halliburton's still going to be a minute restriction. I don't believe he played 22 minutes in each of the last two games, including the front of a back-to-back, and now he's going to play 35 minutes. So if Halliburton's limited and on a back-to-back, I'm going to lead to Sacramento. It's just how it's going to go. This is chalky. This feels chalky. I don't know if it is or not. Because who's betting Indiana for Sacramento? Who's betting Indiana? Like who really saw all of that last night at that and said, "I'm going to go bet Indiana Day." Indiana looks pretty good for most of the game. The problem is Halliburton's minutes are still in flux. I'm playing this drop. Yeah, this is this is nobody's nobody's betting Indiana. Nobody's betting Indiana. I can't. Who was betting Indiana? All right. You like the over in the so, game? Well, I for sure like King's team total over. Yeah. <laughs> for sure like that. I could, I could, yeah, yeah. I like, I like the over, over 248 and a half, but give me Kings just in case. Indiana might not show up. It's a back to back, too. They could possibly not show up. A part of me actually likes the under in this game. The Kings defensively have not been as bad as you might think over the last couple of games. The pace in this game might be crazy. I'm aware of that. But the Kings gave up 115 to Miami, 94 to Memphis, gave up 115 to Dallas, 107 to Atlanta. Like, there's been some games that were defensively they've been okay. Like, I think this total is a bit high, especially with Halliburton on a minutes restriction, because this team without Halliburton in the lineup is just not very good offensively because they don't have a point guard. No offense mm-hmm. to Nemhart, but I just don't think he's that good. So I'm going to lean under in this game. I just think this line feels a little bit high. I feel a lot better about taking the over with a game featuring Trey Young, Kevin Durant, and Booker, basically the same exact number, than taking mm-hmm. 48 and a half with a team on a back-to-back and Halliburton maybe playing 26 minutes. So I'm going to lean to the under in this game. This line feels a bit high. Kings team total is at 125 and a half, minus 115 for the over. Uh, it's multiple people that are on Pacers. Wow, Q is on the Pacers. Beans is on the Pacers. Wow, I'm really, said, I'm really you, shocked. You said I'm you shocked. might lock it up. I'm not going to lock up anything in this game. But if you want to take the Pacers, that's that's fine. Once again, I'm not locking anything up in this game. I just lean to the Kings. It's on just, the I mean, what is this? This is now two straight games where I've seen this team be competitive going into competitive either debt up or down three points in the fourth quarter, and then they blow and they wave the flag on the game. Yeah, they just they pull Halliburton, and then the game's over. So how do I trust them to not do it one more time? You want to guess it's the minutes? Tough. I'm going to say 27. It's 22. It's going to be 22 minutes again. You think 22. it's still 22? I think they might yeah. ramp it. But... No, he's at, on a back-to-back, it's 22. It's That's 22. against his former team. I'll give him 27. Okay, it is. It is an argument. You got my point, though. If he plays yeah. less than thirty, I really don't want to. Take oh, we have to. Oh, we have to hammer Sabonis props today. What? He gets the snub game against the Pacers. 
I got to imagine his props are already nuked. He had a, he had a triple double against Miami last time out. He has the second most triple doubles in the league. I want to see if they even have his triple double available, which I'm assuming they do. But I got to see the price on this. So uh, yeah, it is. Oh, it's one. Point. It's one sixty five. I can't take that. One sixty five for a triple double. No, I I can't take that. Well, if Jokic had one sixty five for a triple double, you'd be like, oh, that's a steal. Well, Yoke is just a know, track record know, for like know, three, three, four years. <laughs> I know. Yeah, fair. <laughs> nah, yeah, everybody probably, it was probably higher and everybody already nuked it. But, I mean, 13 and a half on the rebounds. Yeah. Who really, well, like, seriously, who rebounds? We, we saw it yesterday. Yeah. Hardenstein and Achua each had like 13 plus rebounds. Achua had like 16 yeah. rebounds. So, yeah. I agree so with you gonna... on some bonus boards in this game. The issue is Fox. Because he's been really bad lately, and he sucked against Miami. But it's a snub game, allegedly. I'm fine with Fox being left off, but he's going to try to convince himself that it was unjust. Do you want I mean, to he's Fox still, in the he's still top 10 in the league in scoring. No, Even I get though it. he's been bad. That, so how good was he in the beginning that he's been rough these past few games? Uh, 13 that last game, 23. He has a 34 in there, 29, 12, 24, like that. Uh, you see the 13, 12, 24, 19, 21. Like, he, hasn't, three. he hasn't left a great final impression, and his props at 27 and a half. That's kind of the problem I have with Fox. That's a high number. 30. He can get 30. I'll, I'll play his points prop. I may not you know, be all in like there's a chance that I'm in here playing some type of 16, 18 rebound prop on Simonis, or I may even play Simonis for 30 as well. But I think my play with Simonis would be the rebounds as well. That triple double, I think is a little bit too cheap for me. So I'm going to just go with the rebounds instead. I think I do like Keegan Murray in this game though. Uh, just looking at the actual matchup. If Achua is going to attempt 15 shots, then Keegan Murray is going to attempt a bunch of shots. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So I think you're looking at a spot where they're going to focus so heavily on Sabonis and on Fox. They might have to sag off into the paint, leave some shooters, and I think that's going to benefit Keegan. So I do like Keegan threes in this game. I think he's in a good matchup. All right, there we go. I like it. Couple of plays. Couple of plays to play in that one. All right, next up. Poverty franchise, Charlotte Hornets on the road, going to play the Oklahoma City Thunder. OKC open up minus 15. They're currently minus 15 and a half. 225 is total. Injury report, we have – where is it? There it goes. Okay. So, LaMelo is doubtful. Kyle Lowry, not playing. Not even putting his jersey on. Very Victor Oladipo here for Kyle Lowry. I'm, I'd, be cons I'd be actually impressed if Kyle Lowry was actually with the team. I don't think he's with the team. Gordon Hayward, Mark Williams still out for a while. No Jalen Williams, no Isaiah Joe. Uh, was it Dagnall said that he didn't expect them to play for the next couple of games, so still missing those two. It's going to be Carson Wallace, uh, a bunch of Carson Wallace, some Aaron Wiggins in there as well, uh, Kenrich Williams. But, yeah, that's about it. That's about the three people that should probably come off the bench and really impact the game, filling in for those two guys. All right. It's a lot of points, but I think we might agree Charlotte right now is the worst team in the league. Can I just play it? Yeah, if you want. Ooh, 
yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not about to sit here and play with. <laughs> I'm not playing with this Charlotte team. I'm not. I called Charlotte an auto fade uh, earlier in the week. They are. They quit on the season. Clifford makes some comments saying he doesn't believe they quit. He just believes they lack talent. Nah, I think they quit on you. No, bro. There's talent on this team. You suck. I, I, I you are I, the crazy ex girlfriend that you never really should have spun the block on, but you spun the block on because you like her and you ain't had nothing else going on. It, no, no, bro. No, I can fix them. No, you can't. No, you can't, Clifford. You can't fix. No, them. you're. I don't know why they didn't go for another coach. I, I, whatever. He, Do you think they still miss like Borregos? I still like Borregos. He was one of the. I would He, he was like. better than whatever. He was better than at least they went to the playing game. Like he's better than whatever. Steve Clifford. I. I really. It makes me think. Is he there to be a tank coach? Was he there to make sure that this team was bad? No. The way that I look at it, Borregos made the play-in. They lost the play-in games by about thirty points. They didn't guard anybody. So the front office overcorrected and hired a defensive-minded coach. Hoping he was, he was already the coach, though. It didn't work the first time. Why bring no, him No, but that back? was the argument. The argument was that he was going to fix the defense and the offense wouldn't fall off because Lamelo is good enough to carry the offense by himself. And it backfired because the Hornets have a lot of immature me guys on their team and nobody wants to guard anybody. So instead, the offense fell apart because Clifford isn't a good offensive coach. And defensively, they didn't buy in. So it became a rock bottom situation. And I understand 16 is a lot of points. I get it. Thunder are missing Jalen Williams. They're missing some guys. But I called Charlotte quitters. I think they quit on the season. So if I'm not take if not if I'm not picking them seriously to even give proper effort in games, if they go down early, double digits in the first half, are they gonna suddenly rally the troops and come back? No, they're gonna get buried. Like th- there's yeah. no toughness on this team. There's no, I'd say, mental edge to this team. They just roll over and die. And we saw that when they were laughing on the sidelines of that Knicks game. So I had the Bulls on a back-to-back laying like two and a half. It closed at five and a half against the Hornets. They still lost by double digits. So I can't trust. They lost by seven, I mean. I still can't trust the Hornets. I'm going to lean to the Thunder. They had a rough showing in the first three quarters against the Nuggets. Like D-Squad. And then they showed up after that. I'm going to go to OKC. I think they show up for this game. All right. No, I don't really have anything else for this one. It's going to be a blowout. I don't really want to take any props on either side because it's going to be a blowout. But I, mean, I just think the Hornets are rebounds, I guess. But take, I really take a don't. picture, send it to them. I'm the Hornets are, lo- are losers. So yeah. there you go. You have anything else? 225 props, anything? No, not really. I Once again, I think Charlotte's going to struggle. Maybe Nick Richards rebounds if you want to go for anybody because the Thunder do have issues rebounding the ball. So I think Nick Richards is one of the only guys I actually like in this game. Brennan Miller is going to shoot it. I don't know how well he's going to do, but he's going to shoot the ball. So I'm going to lean to Richards' rebounds if I had to pick anything for Charlotte. Yeah. All right, five games left. Let's go ahead. Go to State on the road. Want to play the Memphis Grizzlies. Go to State open up minus four and a half. They are currently minus eight and a half. Two twenty-four and a half is total injury report for these two teams. And we have Draymond's probable. Clay's not on the injury report. Dario Sark is out. No Chris Paul, Peyton Moody. And back-to-back for the Grizzlies, right? Is that a back-to-back? Yeah, they almost beat the Cavs but fell short. Yeah, I figured that. Okay, so 
pretty much everybody's TBD, and we'll see how that goes. But yesterday they played a lineup of Scottie Pippen Jr., John Conchar, Vince Williams, I believe it was, Santiago Dama, and Jared Jackson Jr. So, and they were competitive. Do you want to lay it and have Golden State on the road? Nope. I don't think I do either. I can't really explain what the Grizzlies are doing, but I'm impressed. They're covering. That's what they're doing. No, that's how you explain it. They're covering. They covered five straight. They're covering. <laughs> they're covering. We're gonna take so we're gonna take the Warriors on the road laying this huge number. And everybody that walks into Memphis laying laying a number comparable to this either walks out with the L or doesn't get the cover. Uh, yeah, no. Let's just take Memphis, bro. I'm a fan of Taylor Jenkins as a coach, man. The fact that he's actually been keeping this team competitive when you're missing basically all of your good players, they're going to win the hell title of a coaching job. It's a hell of a coaching They're going to win the title next year. They're going to find a big, because they don't have a big anymore, they're going to find a big that's going to fit well with them, and they're going to win the title next year. You mentioned that, by the way, during the Hornets game. Uh, Kyle Lowry might not play for them, but Oladipo is no longer on the team. So, you know, he went elsewhere. So we'll see how long Oladipo is still. Hey, bro. But I would, I'm not saying it's going to happen tonight. I'm not saying it's going to happen the next game. But we are now November, December, January, three months, three months into the season, four months yep. into the season. However, you do that math. I'm pretty sure we're going to see Victor Oladipo in a, in a Grizzlies jersey before the end of the season. So you like think he's going to magically, he's gonna magically be, he's going to magically be okay and go play basketball for the Grizzlies. Like <laughs> the point is the Grizzlies trade away Adams. It seems like they're kind of preparing for some cap space and moves during the offseason, which they should. I don't understand the trade for Houston, but that's a separate story. But the point is, I think that I'm going to lean to Memphis here. Golden State's a team that I still don't like. I think most people don't. And I don't think that they're built to win by margin because they blow every big lead. So I'm going to lean to Memphis. Give me an ugly game. They're going to grind it out, slow the pace down, make it work. I'll lean to Memphis in this game. Eight and a half is a lot of points. Memphis Cleveland's one of the hottest three. teams in the league. They only they were winning a decent portion of that game. Bro, that was they, a good showing last night. They they, they don't give up. It's like a no. fucking net at the bar that's just bothering the fuck out of you all day. Like, uh, uh, Memphis is going to be good, man. They're going to be good when everybody gets back. I don't think they're title good, but they can. They need to make a move or two. But they have the foundation. And That's what I'm saying. Least. But but look look look. So oh man, I think Memphis has two first round picks this next, this upcoming year. They have their pick, and I think they have somebody else's. And I they got about three seconds. So yeah, if that matters. All right, props. Anything? Anything else for this one? Can we just? Uh, no, not really. I I like Vince Williams props when they drop. I mentioned Scott uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. Uh, I like his points last game. Starting mm-hmm. point guard. I'm not going to overthink it. He has to play a lot of minutes, and he's actually not that bad. So I think yeah. Pippen's points will be a bit low. I'll lean to the over on him. All right. That line just went from eight and a half to eight. Just okay. watched it. I might have to bet Memphis, man. I might. It's a lot of points for Golden State. Dog and Memphis, they don't, they don't not, they cover this line. They always, they, they're getting too many points. They're not being respected as a middle of the pack team because they're eight and 13, 30, but like they're 18 and 30, but like they're a middle of the pack team. Golden State let Philly teams. hang around and Embiid couldn't move and Maxi didn't play. And then that game was competitive for the majority of the way through. Oh, so yeah. Eight and a half, I feel like it's too big. Yeah. I might have to bet this. All right. 
Toronto Raptors on the road going to play the Houston Rockets. Houston opened up minus five. They're currently minus four and a half. 231 and a half is the total injury report here. And we have for the Toronto Raptors, Jacoperto is questionable. He fully practiced on Thursday. Looks like he could be uh, returning. R.J. Barrett still hasn't been cleared for contact yet. He's questionable. Emmanuel quickly practiced in full as well, so it looks like he could be returning to the lineup. Jonte Porter is doubtful, and for the Rockets, we have Albert Shangun questionable with an illness. No Tari Eason, and they have not moved Victor Oladipo over to the Grizzlies yet, but they should do that. He's got to go through seven physicals before the uh, trade gets finalized. So, <laughs> if he has to go through a physical, hey, that's why, and that's how I know he was fine because you got to go through a physical to pass the trade. He's okay. He just did. He didn't want to be in Houston, and it's fine. I understand. I can't stand the Houston worked last, work yeah. last time. It worked last time, man. It worked. Fate and them worked. I can't stand this damn team. Remember when they were like fun and we thought they might be a sneaky playing team and then they just forgot how to play basketball? It was a good time yep. before they forgot how to play. But they got killed by New Orleans. Zion didn't even play in that game. And the Pelicans killed them by about like 15 or 20 on their home floor. If the Rockets aren't even going to dominate home games anymore, I don't know what they're good at. Now, Toronto had a nice win against the Bulls, but they're not a good team. But quickly it's coming back. We'll see what happens. Uh I don't really like this Houston team, but I really don't like this Toronto team. So I'm kind of on the fence. I, I like props. It's a Shangun snub game. If I'm just going to take the points. Okay. I'm just taking points. I don't want to lay the points for Houston. Even if Houston wins. Houston probably wins by two or three. I don't want to lay the I points. Think, I think I'm going to agree with you. Toronto's getting reinforcements back with quickly. Pirtle probably going to play. We'll see what happens. But I don't trust Houston enough. I, I just don't. This team is not very good they're fine but that's kind of what they are and toronto i think has the offensive firepower to potentially keep this game competitive and mm -hmm. i like their versatility which i don't think that houston actually has so i'm gonna lean to toronto with you i don't feel great about it but i think shangun is a big game i'm gonna lean to shangun props for this one all right <laughs> we got some back and forth in the chat Van Fleet props today. Eric said no, but then Eric realized it, it, it's like, I don't know how you could see a light bulb go off in a chat, but I just saw the light bulb go off in Eric's head where he's like, oh, the revenge game. <laughs> yeah, man, it's the Fred Van Fleet revenge game today, yo. So, yeah, I respect the Fred Van Fleet props today. I think quickly, if yeah, if, the, if Toronto's in it, it's probably because quickly came back and had a really good game and helped keep them in it. Over 231 and a half quickly and Van Fleet props for me. Scott, anything else? No, not really. Uh, I like Shingun just points and rebounds. I don't think that Toronto has anybody that can really deal with him. So I think he's in line for a good game. Jalen Green's been really good the last couple games. If you do want to back him to have a decent showing offensively, so maybe that's worth an angle. He's yeah, I'm not a because they're talking about him on Joe Button's podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Van Vliet guy. Uh, that's well documented at this point, and they're paying him over forty million dollars, and he's shooting about forty percent from the floor. So I'm not a Van Vliet guy at all. So it's the volume, man. It doesn't matter if we oh, were. The, that's if the we, problem. 
It's good for props, but he's a bottom five field goal percentage guy in the league, and they're paying him $40 hey man, million. If, we, if, if you gave me a line on his field goal percentage, yes, I would say take the, un- the under, lower, less, whatever platform it's on. But, hey, man, he just needs like 25 yeah. attempts, and he takes them. So It's about volume. He's just a very inefficient player. But, yeah, that's more of a personal bias of why I don't like him as a player, but whatever. What's that price, Ryan? I like that. I'm going to play that. That's the that's the prop I want to get down for for the Van Fleet revenge game. I want the Van Fleet double double prop, and that is at plus one ninety. I'll take it. Okay, that's a good price. So we expect to see a high scoring game here because the the Toronto really can't defend. Well, quickly is going to push the pace because we know that's what he wants to do. So and no Barrett and Jacoperto's not really like we don't think of him for is Barrett out? Is he Barrett's questionable? Is he out? Uh, he, but he's still not clear for contact day yeah. of. He had inflammation in his left knee. You're probably going to see yeah. more Bruce Brown, which, uh, no offense to R.J. Barrett, I think that's an okay. upgrade. I think Bruce Brown's a better player than R.J. Barrett, but that's just my opinion. Wow, I actually kind of like really like Toronto. I'm liking more. I don't more know if you agree player. with me. You can say it because Barrett's not on your team anymore. I think Bruce Brown's a better basketball player than R.J. Barrett. In my in my opinion. I think when Bruce Brown is on, yes, his, his like when he's really, really good, yes. But there's times that Bruce Brown gets in his head and he thinks he's a better basketball player. Than oh, you're he not is. wrong. He looks, really, he looks really bad in those spots, and I, that's wrong. what I can't. That's what I can't get over. I just think for being a third option or a fourth option, I think Bruce Brown's less likely to jack the ball up a lot, and that's where Barrett's issues lie for me. So I think Bar- I as think better than Brown. It, as long as he's not playing somebody that he played with Denver. In the playoffs, then fine. Yeah, because right. I just, like him with he's, Bruce. He's going to ride that Denver playoff run, and he should. He deserves it, but he's going to ride that Denver playoff run for the rest of his life. As a Nets fan, I was always a fan of Bruce Brown. I just think he's a good basketball player. Yeah, I think he's a good basketball player. He is. He just he pisses me off sometimes. That's fair. Okay. Orlando Magic on the road, going to play the Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves open up minus seven. They're currently minus seven and a half. Two eleven and a half is total here. Injury report, and we have. Where's the there we go? Gary Harris is probable. Dang, don't feel like I've seen that in a long time. Yeah, because it's been 14 straight games. That's why. All right, and then clean edge report for the Timberwolves. Doesn't it look like a lot of points? It does, but like it's a low total, too. These teams are going to kill each other physically. I mean, it's going to be a very physical game. I I think I have to take the points. I I like the under in this game. I know the total's very low, but I think it's warranted with these two being, what do you think, two of the best four defenses in the league? Maybe better than that? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Like, they're really good defensively. This, one this one to the Thunder playoff, is crazy. Yeah. This might have full this, playoff atmosphere to it, so I think it makes sense that this total is Because I don't think Orlando's low. going away. I don't think Orlando's just going to go away. Like, I think they're going to compete. Give me Orlando first half. This is an Orlando first half game. The first meeting landed 205, for what it's worth. Minnesota did kill Orlando uh, in early January. Uh, I'm not sure Wagner played in that game because I know he missed some time, but I'm going to lean under in this game, and I'm going to lean to the Magic. I know the Magic are not a good road team. I get it, but Minnesota beat up on Dallas. Dallas had no players. Everyone sat besides Hardaway Jr. Beat OKC by six. Good win there. Lost San Antonio, beat Brooklyn by two. Those were all road games. I know Minnesota's good at home, but I just see a game between two teams that absolutely kill each other in a throwback-type vibe. 
First team to 100 wins. Give me some type of absolute war. Give me Minnesota by like four. I see a close game. Yeah. I'll take Orlando, and I'll take the under as well. I'm agree with you. I, I, I mean, Minnesota struggles to score. Both these defenses have been really, really good. Like, the Magic, though, yeah. I can't stand offensively in the fourth quarter. They are a terrible fourth quarter offense, which I think is going to kill them when it comes to either playoff time or maybe winning the division. Which is why I like them in the first half. Give me Orlando yeah. Magic first half. First half, plus four and a half for the Orlando Magic. And I, I actually... I think that they might actually kill the total in the fourth quarter, too, to be honest. So yeah. I'll take a first half on both of those lines. Give me a first half, Orlando, plus four and a half. Give me a first half for the game, under 108 and a half. Yeah, I don't want to take a chance in the second quarter with these two games. Uh, just reported, John Tay Porter officially ruled out of that Toronto Raptors game. So you're probably going to see Jacoperto and a good amount of Jacoperto in that game. Probably. I like his rebounds if he plays. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think that we could we could play a rebounds prop on him. All right. Colt, I, I'm not a fan of the four-spun Kara to take bad shot strategy. It, that's the strategy they use, but that's not the strategy that I like. So, yeah, that's not that's not my thing. New Orleans Pelicans on the road going to play San Antonio Spurs. Open up minus six and a half, currently minus eight. 233 and a half is the total here. Injury report for these two teams. And I have for the oh, whenever I find their name. There we go. Zion, questionable. Herb Jones, questionable. Larry Nance, questionable. It looks like for the Spurs, Kelton Johnson's questionable. Zach Collins is questionable. I can't, I can't stand this New Orleans team, man, but they're so much better than San Antonio. Hey, I got a New Orleans game right last show. Yeah, and the Pelicans have won each of the first two meetings this season by at least 15 points, for what it's worth. They played in San Antonio in December. Pelicans beat them by 36. <sighs> Do they just I mean, New, New Orleans has lost three of four. They did beat Houston. I'm going to give New Orleans a bit of a pass, though, for those three losses. They played Oklahoma City, Milwaukee, and Boston. They That's dominated Houston. Tough. It's the same yeah. handicap that I used for the Houston game. They dominated Houston, they dominated Utah, and they lost to the three good teams. They covered the Celtics. So so are you calling them a gatekeeper team? Yeah. I think that's a fair yeah. way to describe them. So Yeah, I they let the good teams wins. through. Yeah. yeah. New Orleans, minus eight. I don't I like it. I don't like it, but it, it makes sense. Like it makes sense. They they beat up on the bad teams and good teams. Yeah. All right. It's pretty easy. I do want confirmation though if Herb Jones is going to play because I do think that he can be a really solid threat to Vassell. And if he's out, New Orleans' defense might struggle. So you can argue that Herb Jones and Zion being questionable makes it interesting. Then again, the line has gone up. So it does seem like they might be suggesting that one of those two are going to end up playing. We'll see what happens. But I might like the sell props in this game if Herb Jones does not go. Well, I like the props in general. Yeah, and but I'm saying with Herb, Herb Jones, Jones being there, that would be the guy that Herb Jones would guard, which might make it a little bit trickier. And he's going to force my guy into some tough shots. I know. I know. Yeah. All right. You know who's not going to get forced in tough shots? Wemby. Is that because he shoots over everybody by default? Yep. Okay. 
Get your rookie of the year tickets. While you can. I mean, it should be. Uh, is it even a reasonable price at this point? I saw it was two thirty earlier this week, which is really not that bad. If Wemby reaches the game criteria, he's winning. You just look at the last month and change. Like Wemby's completely figured. I don't want to say figured out the NBA, but for stats for a rookie, yeah, he's been lapping Chet. It's not Chet's fault. He's the third option on a very good team. But yeah, Wemby's numbers over the last month have been crazy. Like Wemby's going to win the award. I, I'm really curious to see what he looks like when he when they don't when they just completely let the kid loose. He's you talk about Wendy or Chet? Wendy. Wendy. Okay. I mean, it feels like he's on training wheels, does it not? Uh not as he, much he does, as it was he, earlier. They're starting He wasn't playing back to backs for a while. He's he had a minutes restriction. He wasn't even playing thirty minutes a game at one point. Like what it, what what happens when he starts playing 36, 37 minutes a game like everybody else that starts on their team? Oh, you mean next season he's going to break the league? Like I, it's going to be ridiculous. But yeah, he's, he's Yo, up to minus three hundred. Scott, do we have to get down on Wimby MVP futures next year? Cap, I do not remember saying that Chet was a lock to win Rookie of the Year. I said that he was a lock. I said he was in a great spot to win it if they kept the minute restriction on on Wemby. They didn't. They lifted everything. So I think that Wemby at this point is going to be the guy. I don't remember saying he was a lock to win it. I don't remember saying that. I said if Wemby was going to keep being babysat the entire season, he wasn't going to win. The Spurs yeah, started like, to lift the babysitting restrictions. So I, I get that you don't want him to get hurt and all that, but it's the same thing with Zion. Why did you get him if you were afraid he was going to get hurt? You might as Wem- well just... Wemby's only been injured for basically one game, and that was a... Luke pregame warm up rolling of the ankle on a security guy. He's been healthy the entire season for the most just, part. And that was the thought is if he plays more, he gets the opportunity to get hurt. All that it's the same thing with, that they did with Zion and why Zion, but Zion just wasn't playing games at all. Like, they just well, didn't play him at all. Like, Zion's also different because he has not done a good job of keeping himself in shape off the court. Wemby seems very disciplined and he seems to be fully committed to his craft. That's yeah, the no, and but I I get that, but I'm saying like why then why not play him? He's disciplined. He does what he needs to play him. Play him. What's the, the, what's the minute for Wemby for the last month? I know he's been playing more. I don't know how much he's played though. He's, I think he but. might be. He I've seen a couple of games that he was starting to hit 30 minutes per game. So let's see, Wemby he leads his team in scoring. Like come on, man. He, so yeah, I, he's yeah, he's he just should. started. These past three games are the first time that he's had 30 plus minutes since December 17th. Okay. That is the last time he had over 30 minutes. He currently averages for the season 28.6 minutes. It's like 10 minutes less than any other starter in the league. I think I like Wemby blocks in this game. I got to imagine that, I especially like it if, if Zion's going to play, they're going to challenge him at the rim. I don't know if they should, but they're going to. So I like Wemby blocks in this matchup. All right. I like that play. Okay. Next game on the slate. Last game on the slate. Let's go ahead. End strong. Oh, boy. Don't look too fast, but look at them Portland Trailblazers covering as double-digit dogs and winning outright. I was going to say covering. They were there to win. winning outright. I'm telling you, man. Hey, it's back. It's back. All right. They're in the spot again. This time they're in Denver. 
12 and a half is the line for Denver. 219 is the total. Injury report here. And we have Shady and Sharp injured. Moses Brown injured. You know, Jokic is questionable. Jamal Murray is probable. Peyton Watson's probable. Julian Straher is questionable. I, I can't lay this if I don't know if Jokic is playing or not. The spread's insane. Hey, man, I get it. I get it. I get it. But this could be the letdown spots of all letdown spots. Oh, my gosh. Dog, they just beat Dame in Portland. No, I get it. I don't know if you can have many letdown spots when your Did team they? barely wins any games in general. But, yes. But, but so, so okay, so 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 bear with me. You barely win any games at all. You don't get to celebrate that often after these games. Mm. And you just beat Dame in Portland. Come on, man. They were celebrating. They were celebrating. They were. They were talking about it all the next day. So you're going to lay it? Dog, I... Ooh, I, really, I can't. Really. I can't lay it unless uh, I know if Jokic is playing. If I don't know if Jokic is playing or not, and that back issue does seem legit, I'm not gonna take the twelve and I'm not gonna lay the twelve and a half. I just fine, can't do it. Fine, because fine. So if Jokic plays, we lay it. If he doesn't play, we don't lay it. I mean, that's how I traded the Sixers game yesterday. I said if Maxi plays, give me Philly. If he doesn't play, then I'll go with Utah. Maxi played at fifty plus points, but I. Yeah, I think that without knowing for certain if Jokic is going to play, I, I can't lay the double digits. I just can't do it. Man, when I say I like, come on, you don't win that many games. You just beat Dame in Portland on his return. He got a minute standing long, a minute long standing ovation before the game. Do you know how long shot. it is to stand up and clap for a minute straight? That feels see, like I, forever. See, I respect how committed Lillard was to making the home fans happy because he shot three for 13 from three. <laughs> it's an all-star starter all right. right there that was that's an all-star the, starter performance. that's the criteria if Jokic plays Denver if they doesn't play then take Portland for the record uh, I think he's not going to play I wouldn't I wouldn't be I really don't know I wouldn't be surprised I really wouldn't be surprised because why would you play there's no reason he's going to reach play. the criteria anyway so it's not like yeah, he's there's no reason of, it's yeah. no reason to play this game so yeah I can agree, but I really, really want to fade Portland. And, oh, this is such a letdown spot. This is like a textbook letdown spot. All right, 219 is total. Uh, player props, I really, I mean, I, Jokic is just big enough where I really don't feel comfortable playing any, like saying anything. I don't I don't have a handicap without knowing if he's going to play, but I, uh, think I just think he's take Jamal Murray. Just take Jamal Murray because Jamal Murray can somewhat kind of sell But Murray's only playing. good against good teams. But he can kind of you can he can kind of sell himself on a snub. I may not think he was snub, but he may think he's snub, and that's all that matters. Uh, I'll go for rebound props with probably Aaron Gordon. If I had to pick it hit last time, it hit yeah. last time. He almost had a triple double last game. He was great. Yep. So I, I'll go back to Aaron Gordon. All right. Lock, dog, underdog, former lock. Y'all are trying to scare me off of Sacramento, man. Y'all are really trying to scare me off of Sacramento. I'll fall on the sword. I'll fall on the sword. I'll fall on the sword. Because it, it, it is kind of, it is kind of, Sacramento has been bad. And it's kind of sneaky. And I get it. But why? Why do we feel good about Indiana in this spot? 
Everybody I mean, I, I don't feel good. I don't feel good about Indiana. So that's a, that's a rhetorical question. Yeah. I do not feel good about Indiana. They're, like I'm trying to, you know, look both sides. What ways do I feel like I could lose this bet? And for the every way that it feels like I could lose this bet, everybody else in Indiana has to step up tremendously. And I don't think that's hard because they actually have a really good roster and they can play without Halliburton. But we've just seen it twice in a row now that they've gotten to the fourth quarter. They committed to not using Halliburton and they've squandered it. I don't trust this game for this team for four quarters. I can't. I'll, I'll try one more time and then we'll give Indiana some grace after that. But on a back to back, I'll give it one more shot. Give me Sacramento minus three. And for your dog, a lot of revenge games that you can go after. Or snub games. A lot of motivation. <laughs> I'm trying to think of I something know. we already mentioned. You had the Van Vliet double-double at like 195. Yeah. We could do uh, Sabonis. You- I could stay in that game and go with Sabonis or Fox. I do like that. I, I don't feel good enough with Trey to actually say that I would count him as a dog. I really want to take Washington on the money line. To, to Believe you or not, I really want to take Washington on the money line. But I'm not going to go that deep. Yeah, let's go with Van Fleet double-double. I really like that. I really like that. And it's plus 190, so it's a pretty good price. So I'll play Van Fleet double-double in his revenge game today. All right. Uh, so for my lock, I, I I, mean, i got a couple options that I could go to. I think I'm going to go with the side, though. I gave out hardened rebounds on YouTube uh, a couple hours ago. But, um, yeah, you know what? I think I'm just going to trust my instincts here for this game. I am actually going to go with, you know what, screw it. Let's have some fun. Give me the Trailblazers plus 12 and a half. That's my, oh my lock. Gosh. Let's have some fun. You didn't fun. even wait for the injury report. No, I'm going to, but that's the point, though. This line's only going to go down. I, I don't believe that this line's going to move up that much if Jokic doesn't end up playing. But Portland's won two straight. Don't look now. Ended up beating Philly by a wide margin, beat the Bucks at home. They're not a good road team. I get it. Do I think Denver plays down at the competition? Sure. But it just feels like a massive line. 12 and a half for a team that might be without its best player. Even if he does play Jokic with a bad back, it's really not a. I, I think Denver's going to win the game. Do they care enough to win by double digits and to win by a blowout? I don't see it. I think Portland has enough scoring. They're relatively healthy. Scoot was really good off the bench in that game against the Bucks. But you have Brogdon, you have Simons, you have Scoot. Aiton's been okay recently. Grant's been fine. This team's healthy. Like, they were missing a lot of guys for most of the year. This team, on paper, is not totally awful. They're not mm-hmm. good. But 12 and a half is a lot of points when your star MVP player is 50-50 to play. That's a lot of points. So I'm going to lean to the Blazers here. Uh, give me the Blazers plus the 12 and a half as my lock. For my dog, I thought about going with Sabonis rebounds, but against the Pacers in the past, he really has not been that good at rebounding. So I am maybe a little bit scared off by that. Van Vliet double-double might be appealing as well, but I am curious if there's any type of uh, revenge angle that I could go with that I actually like. And I don't know if I really see much, Sabonis. to be honest. So, get you a, get you a Sabonis rebound prop. But the point is, I thought about taking the rebounds, but against the Pacers historically, he has not been that good at rebounding. That's kind of the problem that I run into for Sabonis. So, you know what? I think I am going to go with a fun play here. Uh, I am going to go with... Uh, do they have props up? I don't think they have it up, but I was going to go with Wemby Blocks if they have that, but let me just see if they have that available uh, at an alt line. I think that can be a good spot for him. He's at two and a half. 
how did he do in the first meeting against New Orleans or the first two meetings? I just want to quickly see this because if he went well over, I'm taking this. He had four okay. against New Orleans in the first meeting. <clears throat> they don't have the alt line, though, mm-hmm. which is a pain in the ass. I think I'm going to do it anyway. Whatever one you could find, give me Wemby over three and a half blocks. He had five last game against the Magic. He's been playing 30-plus minutes in basically the last three games. Had four in the first meeting against New Orleans that he played in. I'm going to go with it. Should be a big plus price because those block props really go up exponentially when you do the alt ones. But I'm going to go back to Wemby. I think the last time I took his blocks, he had like two in the first three minutes of the game and then did nothing the rest of the game. But I like the spot for him. Give me Wemby with a big workload to go over his blocks. I'm trying to quickly pull up to see if I could find a line offshore for three and a half. But the fact that he had four in the first meeting tells me that there is some value to be found on this particular market. Let me just see quickly if they have it. Uh, Okay. So Wemby, four plus blocks. I see plus 150. You could probably find better lines elsewhere, but for now I see 150. So there we go. I also want to, well, I'm not going to change my dog, but I want to add an additional dog. James Harden, threes. Oh, that was gonna be my my that was gonna be my super dog. It was gonna be hard and triple yeah. double at twenty to one. Yeah, yeah, James Harden for sure. Okay, so throw so, that in too. My my extra bonus dog is the hard and triple double at twenty to one. All right. So we have on underdog. I found Wimby at two and a half blocks higher. Okay. And I don't have James Harden threes. We can play. Points, rebounds, and assists, 33 and a half. We can play 19 and a half for points, nine assists. They do have the five rebounds there, Scott. Okay. I mean, I liked it more four and a half, but five, I guess, is fine. You want to do five? Yeah, let's do five. Sure. So five rebounds for James Harden. We need one more prop. Um, okay. Well, let's think about this. We can go Sabonis, spicy, triple double, if you wanted to consider that. Van Vliet assists, maybe? Uh, I think they're cheating us with the 1.25 because it's like Van Vliet assists. I don't have, they don't have Van Vliet props up. Okay. Um, we probably need something in that Phoenix game because the total's 249. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go there. So, you want to go Booker? Yeah, let's go Booker. All right. I know I made the case for Beal earlier, but and I think it is a fun case to be made, but I don't want to take just the regular points part with Beal. I want to take some like juice, spicy play. So yeah, I'm fine. 29 and a half. Higher, 29 and a half points for Devin Booker. Higher, two and a half blocks for Victor Wembanyama. And higher, five rebounds for James Harden. That pays six to one. A hundred dollars gets you six hundred dollars. Scott, anything else for the people before we get up out of here? No, fun overall show. I ended up sweeping the tennis podcast, which was nice too. I'll have, an, I'll have another episode later for that. But nice. no, basically it. See you on uh, Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I'll be back on Monday, Scott, on Tuesday. Make sure that for the 86 people in the chat, you like the video on your way out. And for everybody listening to us via podcast, just slide us a quick five-star rating and review. I appreciate it. And, you know, if not, make it a bad review. It could be a bad review. Just give us five stars. It doesn't hurt anybody. All right. Other than that, I have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. Just going to end it like this. We are out of here.